0: Welcome back to the Creative Visibility Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Shuford. And I did not know how much I was gonna really love having a podcast, but I have to tell you as we're, what is this, 15 episodes in, it has just been such a joy getting to talk to you every week and introduce you to some people that I think are super inspiring and putting themselves out there in so many different ways. Now, if you haven't, I wanna invite you to leave a review And share this with your friends. Anyone you know who's a creative who wants to build a brand and a business and become more visible and make money doing what they love. This podcast is for them, especially for those of us who are in the LGBTQ community. I want to help lift up our community during this time. It's, of course kind of a crazy time. And, you know, a little personal check-in. I've got a lot of change happening. We have a baby being born and first time being a dad. I'm going to have a son. I mean, that's just insane to me. It's something we've wanted for a very long time. Our surrogate, Crystal, who's also a friend of ours, lives in Orlando. So we're going down there twice in March to see her and and then to pick up the baby and bring him home. And uh, on top of that, you know, there's a war that started and there's some crazy homophobic laws being passed. It's just, it's interesting to see how, as we come out of the pandemic, how things shift and it can take an emotional toll. And if you're like me, you're very sensitive and you're definitely more of an empath. So I want to invite you to just be gentle with yourself, be gentle with others, I had a client reach out to me today because she's like, my engagement on Instagram is so low and I'm so frustrated. And I'm like, it's okay. It's it's okay. Let's let the engagement drop right now because people need space. There is a lot of pain and suffering happening at this moment and fear. So let's just not put the pressure to grow ourselves or push people to grow our accounts Let's create space for others and for ourselves to just be with our emotions. And so I wanna invite you, if you're somebody who's taking on a little bit of the heaviness of this time, remember that doing nothing is doing something and giving yourself a little bit of white space on that calendar can help your heart and help your mind heal. And if you want a little bit of support around that, check out the Creative Mindset Reset. It is a free 14-day training that I created at creativemindsetreset.com in that I take you through different lessons. Every day you get an email with a video lesson. Um, And even, this is the cool part, you get free coloring pages from a company called Coloring Broadway. We partner together to design these coloring pages, which is known to be a very calming and very uh, good part. You know, coloring is supposed to be very good for your mental health, because it helps bring you into the present moment. And so I highly encourage you to check that out. There's free downloadable coloring pages and video lessons every day for 14 days. So if you like my voice or if you're sick of my voice, <laughs> if you're sick of my voice, don't get it. Um, but if you're want to get a little bit more support around your mental state and how to continue to move forward as a creative, these are the lessons that had helped me and have continued to help me uh, in my career. Now today's guest is a bit different. Her name is Harley Jordan. She and I met because she has grown a very successful business on Instagram, but really because she became known as the Instagram Reels transitions expert. She's very good at doing transitions on short form videos, but she's also a lot of other things. She's an entrepreneur, clearly. She's a wife. She coaches and and teaches people, but she's also an agent. She's now created an agency where she works with influencers to help them secure brand deals, pitches, negotiate, and things like that with brands. And so she knows a lot about that influencer space. I thought it would be really good for some of you who maybe aren't quite there or who are there who want to hear about some approaches and And strategies around building a brand that gets brand deals and sponsorships as an income stream harley is a really really great resource so i hope you enjoy this episode episode 15 of the creative visibility podcast with my guest harley jordan welcome to the podcast harley i'm so glad you're here
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. My new Insta friend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We, um, I of course found you because I know a big part of your brand has been about your reels transitions, of course, because that's kind of, I've seen you teach other people reels transitions, but you do so much more than that. Um, I know.
1: I'm known on the Reels tab really for my transitions and I'm fighting tooth and nail (laughs) to kind (laughs) of get away from it. I was one of the first people that brought transition tutorials to Instagram and that's what blew up my account. So I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want to teach it anymore. Like someone else can do this. I have other things to say.
0: (laughs) Well, what did, what even, how did you even get to that point? What was your intention on Instagram? Were you, building um, a personal brand, a, a, an influencer brand, like talk talk about what your intentions were before that kind of took off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I was actually laid off during COVID. I was working in business operations and it was in a luxury travel company. So travel got shut down, there was no more of that. My whole department was laid off and I wallowed in it for a while and was like, I don't, I don't know what to do, I can't get hired by, a pizza company down the street. I can't get hired by the jobs that I actually have the experience for. I don't know what to do. So idea popped into my brain. I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to, I'm a good writer. Like I like writing. I want to tell my entire story. I want to talk about like health and wellness and fitness and uh, sustainability and travel and literally everything under the sun. Like what's new? (laughs) She's a complex girl. And um, I didn't know what to call it. (laughs) Every entrepreneur's nightmare. So I jumped onto Instagram and was like, you know what? I'm going to build up a personal brand. I'm going to learn how to speak to an audience. I'm going to learn about what I want to actually talk about here, how I can like pivot and navigate throughout this all. We're eventually going to monetize. But when I was thinking about that, I was like, OK, we're going to embed ads on a blog. OK, cool. Had no idea what, what on earth I was doing. <laughs> and um, started moving with Instagram, started growing. Um, And I had eventually, by 12K, replaced my 9 to 5 income with partnerships. And I didn't realize that was such a big, bold capital statement here. Um, But I think I mentioned it on my story or something. And I was flooded with interest. I was flooded with people being like, how on earth, Harley? Like, I only get gifted. What are you talking about? So I started talking about that. And I started throwing some spaghetti at the wall with um, my reels. And one of those things was a transition tutorial. I had seen them on TikTok, but I hadn't seen any using the native Instagram platform. So I was like, you know what? Let's go for it. (laughs) Let's do it. And I remember this reel got such average engagement. I had someone from college comment on it and say, why would people need to use this? And I was like, I'm just showing my friends how to do cool things. And it hit like 1.5 mil within a couple weeks. It brought in 2000 followers within like a weekend. Like it was one of those amazing, like miracle viral moments. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I get it. I get what you want. I can do this. I can do this. And There you have it. My, my Instagram career was born.
0: (laughs) So you're, so you figured out you could pitch to brands. Yep. Yeah. And where did you you find, where did you find that verbiage? Like where did you even figure out like, Oh, I'm going to just like reach out to these people and, and be able to convince them to give someone, uh, who's doesn't have like a huge following yet money.
1: You know what? It was very, very cringeworthy. Um, My first couple of (laughs) messages to brands were in the DMs. They were along the lines of, hey, do you work with micro-influencers? And like nothing more than that. Why did you ask? Like, just pitch them. Um, (laughs) And I somehow managed to start getting these gifted collabs. And I only was at, you know, 3K at the time. So when that was happening, I was like, woohoo, like free stuff, love it. And I kind of pushed on, I was doing so many collabs. I was creating so much content with all of this gifted product. And eventually I was like, okay, okay, okay. I know, I I know that I need to change my rates. I know that I need to charge. So my first collab was like a jewelry company. I had, I probably had 8 K at the time and I did it for 50 bucks, literally nothing and didn't even cover my time, no way. (laughs) And that was kind of the start of it. I I just kind of ran with it from there and started to use my, my business knowledge in all of the industry knowledge that I had before to be professional online. And that was really the change. It was being professional, treating this like a business, knowing that I had to monetize eventually and pushing through when I didn't know anything. You're gonna learn, you just have to do it.
0: Oh, gosh, that's so, it's just so true. Like, I hope people like hear that. It's like, just do it because you'll figure it out. Like you will learn by doing That's So such valuable information. And it's also interesting to think about how much it's changed even in the two years, like or two and a half years, everything's sort of shifted. When you think back to when you lost that position at that job and what Instagram was then to what it is right now. What do you what do you think is different? Like, how how could you explain the difference?
1: Oh, my God. I mean, reels didn't exist when I started. So that was a whole can of worms, we all know. So every week we were going out, me and a friend that had also lost her job and doing content days, quote unquote, where we would take a huge bag of outfits and like head to some random place in town and shoot picture content so that we could post our pretty carousels that were all five photos of not very different pictures. Um, <laughs> I know you can see it in your head, the like slight turn. I'm only
0: laughing because like, I've done it. We've done it. Like <laughs> we would like be changing in the bathroom in Times Square at Marriott Marquis, you know, and then going and taking more photos. And yeah, I get it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was just a very different world mm-hmm. and um, just the change from just, just the change from picture content to video content has been such a game changer with how Instagram feels as a, as a content creator.
0: Yeah. So how do you feel, you know, do you, cause now you work with people, you, you teach, you, you've of course launched very recently. And the branding of this was brilliant because it has this whole <laughs> like nineties movie vibe happening, but you've launched several courses, mini courses to help people figure out analytics and monetization mm-hmm. and how to just get go deeper in in the influencer world online. But what do you notice when when it comes to positioning themselves? What do you notice people have blocks or issues around in order to to actually leap into that space?
1: Yeah, I mean I really think it's just doing it because We get such icky feelings about sales or what this what this brand is going to think about you. And why does it matter? You know, Mm -hmm. what is it? What does it matter that this one person in the marketing department said no to you? Like, what's the worst? What's the worst they can say? No? like, I'm not hurt by that. Say no. Like, it's maybe it's the campaign. It's not me, you know. So just jumping in, getting your feet wet, really putting enough feelers into the world so that you are booking these partnerships is really the biggest piece of it. If I'm not pitching, you know, 10 brands, I'm not, I'm not going to get any. I'm I can really expect one for every 10 and that's like maximum. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of outreach. It's a lot of selling yourself and it's a lot of pitching. And if you're doing it in a a professional manner, then like you will succeed. You will succeed. I
0: think it's the biggest misconception people have about content creators who are making content full time with brands um is that the brands are coming to them yeah and that is the, the the biggest thing i would say to anyone who wants to be an influencer is like you got to go to the brands honey like you can't it, they're not gonna come to you it's just they have too much on their plate
1: right right that Oh, God. And there's so much competition that if you can put your best foot forward, if you can show off what you can do, like it's going to be a no brainer for that company. That's exactly what we want. You have to be pitching them. I I have clients that have a million followers, like actually a million. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. And they are making zero dollars and zero cents from Instagram because they're not reaching out to brands. So, I mean, that just shows you your follower count means nothing if you're not treating it like this business where you're selling your services, you're outsourcing, or this brand is outsourcing a service to you.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the other thing, too. You know, I work with a lot of people who are actors, performers, who are artists, who their skill set is this marketable commodity. They can, they can, you know, but as actors or whatever, like, they're waiting to get hired to make money. So they're doing a lot of side hustles. They want to create multiple revenue streams. But ultimately, like the first thing I always ask them is like, yeah, you build this huge following, but where do you take them? How do you help people find ways to go? Okay, like you're, yes, you want to build a brand. Like you want followers, but what is, what do your followers get out of it? How do you help people get, into the mind space away from numbers and into service.
1: Yeah, I God, that monetization conversation is one of the first things within any of my conversations with my clients, because if you don't have if you don't have a monetization plan, what's the point? You know, what are you doing this for? Just literally just to gain followers. That's not helpful to anyone. You know, what, what's the point if you have a huge platform and you're still working a nine to five that's draining? That just seems like now you have two things on your plate that aren't being lucrative to you, you know? So that's one of the first conversations. And I really think that there are so many different avenues to monetize that it's so individual to you. It's so individual with what you actually decide to put your energy into. And what really makes you sparkle, like even, if we're talking about TikTok versus YouTube versus Instagram, that's a different type of personality that's going to like all of those different that different platforms. That doesn't mean that you necessarily need to shove yourself in the TikTok box if you if you don't want to.
0: Yeah, but I think that like what I'm curious about is what do you tell people? To, where do you tell people to start? Like if somebody comes to you and is like, I want to make, you know, $10,000 a month in brand deals, Mm -hmm. but I only have 5,000 followers. You know do you you know because to me i would think well you know we got to get you trading time for money a little bit to start right like maybe 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 you need to be a speaker or maybe you need to get people to hire you to teach or you could do one-on-one coaching or something because you aren't everyone's an expert at something right Mm -hmm. what is your suggestion to people to start at that level
1: with the brand partnership thing or really with any of these monetization plans i think the first thing is really to ensure that you are gearing all of your content towards that end goal. Is your content showing off that step by step to get to that end monetization plan? Because if it's brand partnerships, are you recommending things? Are you really recommending things? Are you building that know, like and trust? Are you establishing that credibility so that someone wants to buy a specific product from you? There's so many things that we can do on our side so that when we go to that brand, I mean, at 5k, you could do it right now. But when you go to that brand, do you have a portfolio ready? Can you show off? Here's how I market product. Here's how my audience knows, likes and trusts me. This is how they buy for me. This is when they buy for me. And this is why we should work together and partner up within this mutually beneficial relationship.
0: I love that. Okay. All right, so talk to me. Let's just be real. Let's just be real here. Okay? Cuz we were, we were talking <laughs> bef- before we started recording. You were saying, "Bro, you're in a really big growth pattern right now, but your engagement is low." How <laughs> Sorry,
1: so... called you out.
0: Oh, no, no. It's not even like in a I'm not I'm like, yeah, it's low. It's always it's just never always never been high. And I think part of that is like I have I have a lot of followers who've been with me for a long time mm-hmm. because I started my account in 2010 and i'm a very different person now like i am now not on broadway i'm now you know doing a whole different so you converted
1: converted of... your personal account i did that too
0: and so it's just slower it just takes a while to get yes. your audience to shift and pivot with you right but it's let's say somebody's like my engagement well a how does somebody find out their engagement is low i think some people don't even really know how to do that what would, you, what would you say to somebody who's like, I have a good amount of followers, but I don't know why they're not engaging more?
1: Yeah, I mean, part of that is just heading into your analytics and see what they're really engaging with. And I, I'd say around 10% of your follower count is pretty, It's it's a pretty solid rate to see for your views. So if you're not passing that, you really got a problem and need to start to curate more towards what... Your followers like and are interested in. But that being said, why is you that important? Having-
0: you, you said that you that's a problem. Why is it a problem? What in regards to what?
1: Um, if we're talking about the brand partnerships thing, we want your content to be seen again. We want this to be a mutually beneficial relationship. If your content's not even being seen by your audience again, why? How does that benefit why, the brand? I promote with it,
0: right. The brand's like, why would I pay you for that if no one's going to see it?
1: Right, right. And... That's not to say that, I mean, again, we're just kind of normalizing this lower engagement and we all need to kind of understand it because if you are putting out more casual content, which you are doing, and this is kind of why I brought this up too, because the more content you're putting out, the lower engagement you can really expect because it's more casual, it's more casual content. You're not not making a whole production. It's not a whole Broadway musical of a little 15 second reel. Like we didn't spend that much time on it. So why would we expect 12 billion people to like it. Correct. But it does bring in the followers. So is it effective for you? Yes. Is it effective for your brand that wants to reach all of your audience? It doesn't necessarily put your best foot forward. So keeping track of that.
0: So so what I hear you say is someone who wants to get a brand deal and partnership, it's really about engaging your audience no matter what size. Hmm. Because the higher engagement, like what's a good engagement rate?
1: So you can go to if you want to find your engagement rate, there's tons of engagement rate calculators online, like Flanks is one that I use constantly with my clients, P-H-L-A-N-X, I believe. But you can find any of them online for free. And uh, you'll see some of the metrics of what some celebrities have for their engagement rate. And the bigger you get, the lower your engagement rate is going to be in general. And also a lot of age components go into this as well because if you are older than literally 22 we're not used to liking everything we see that age is probably older it's probably like 23 now 24 something like that um if you are older than that we're not used to liking everything that's not that's not something that we've been conditioned to do we like what we actually like If you are younger than that, you like everything on Instagram. You like everything that you see. That's normal. So what can we expect when you don't have a population of Gen Z in your follower count like you just need to expect a lower engagement rate? So kind of taking it with a grain of salt and thinking about, okay, how how do I compare along this average? I think under five K is like five percent engagement rate is Solid, and it's it's really just you know paying attention to it, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't.
0: Yeah, and it I will say like in regards to Broadway husbands, so that probably has a higher engagement rate than my personal account, and I don't post on there as much. But I will say it fluctuates. Right, it's definitely challenging to keep that engagement up Mm -hmm. uh, consistently. So I'll have moments where you know, maybe once a month where it's really at like a max engagement and then it'll go down. And those are probably not the best times to be pitching to brands.
1: (laughs) Right. And it does, I mean, it does fluctuate. That's the thing. It does fluctuate. And part of it is such this cyclical thing. I don't know if you've noticed this too, but once you have your highs, you have your highs. And once it drops down into the low, because that's what the algorithm does like your content can't all be your high content it can't all be your stellar performers it just doesn't work like that but once you drop into that low it takes a second it just takes a second to teach your audience again that you have something special to say to change it up to try something new (laughs) to get them interested again
0: yeah you know what's so interesting is with broadway husbands people love the thing that people love about that account in particular is is we try to be very authentic, very like, you know, it's not glamorous all the time. It's not always like super stylized. It's, we try to be very real. Um, but then when we do get a brand deal or a brand sponsored post, we will post it and we have to hashtag sponsored, you know, because the right. FT, FTC and all of that. I always find that the sponsored posts don't do as well as our regular posts. Mm -hmm. Do you find that to be true?
1: Oh, a thousand percent. All of my sponsored posts are in the bottom of my analytics. Every single one.
0: What is that about? Why does our audience somehow see not support
1: us
0: (laughs) well how do you or even maybe how do you groom an audience to go like okay when you see hashtag sponsored instead of rolling your eyes can you like like and comment please
1: (laughs) you know what i feel like that's the biggest crux of like influencer world and influencer culture right now because people think it's fake they they think that anything you're recommending sponsored wise is you being a sellout, you don't necessarily like it. So I've had this issue with my stories, where I'll recommend something I absolutely love. It's in no means tagged. It's by no means like literally anything. I will just link the product and um, I've had people that I know or people in my courses that have had like long conversations with me, like not people that I've never talked to in my life say, wait, but do you really like this? Or I'll have my like best friends comment on my story and say, do you really like this? Is this like actually something that you like? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you,
0: (laughs) why would I, yeah. Why would I talk about it if I didn't,
1: it's not tagged. It's, it's literally just a recommendation.
0: (laughs) I don't know how to like, It usually gets very, you know, very frustrating. And I've I've made those story posts where, you know, I've been like, Hey, listen, you know, if you really love us and you love our content, it helps us to do this. Like it helps us if you just go in there and like it. I know you probably think like, oh, well, they're getting paid or whatever. It's like, no, it actually, like, we can't continue to get paid if this post doesn't yeah. perform well. Like, you got to help. So it's interesting, but then I feel like I'm begging. I feel like I'm like...
1: Right, you know, then it's icky too.
0: Ugh, <laughs> I don't want to do I mean, that. I mean,
1: think, I think part of it is just going to be that we really can't recommend products that don't align explicitly with our life phase or content as well anymore. That's um, good. we're really just so we're in such a time of like, you need this clear niche to grow, whatever that is. So yeah. whatever that is, what tools do the people that are, need your niche also need? Because that's going to be the easiest pitch for the brand. It's going to be the easiest pitch for your audience. It's the lifestyle content's just hard.
0: Yeah, it is. okay. So you're starting an agency yes and what do you what do you think like okay i know for me i've done some times in my life where i've actually managed other people's accounts and it's so much harder to motivate myself to help other people's accounts than it is for myself <laughs> right do you know what i mean it's like ugh, it just feels like more labor right coming up with captions that's how i feel
1: about social media management i would never do that
0: <laughs> yeah But what excites you about being an an agent for influencers?
1: Yeah, so the reason that I really wanted to step into this like talent agency space, this management space is because influencers main, main, thing that makes them sparkle is a lot of the time the creativity the ones that are successful they have this creative spark this that's their zone of genius the business side the negotiation the like how to position yourself to actually book these partnerships the words to use all of that lingo and copy. like that's not what comes naturally so for me with my business operations background I'm like you know what the contracting and stuff I get that. Like, I love that. I think the negotiation is really easy. So, bringing on people to help them take that <laughs> take that logistics off their plate, so that they can focus on actually making an impact with their audience and doing what like makes them sparkle. I'm all about it. Like, go, you do you. I'll I'll figure it out for you.
0: I love that because I know pitching is the hard part for me um, because it is time consuming. You know, to set yes. up to send the pitches, the follow ups, yep. set up the meetings, negotiate. Um, I that mean, is... we're really
1: looking at maybe 150 pitches per person per month. Sometimes it's a lot. It's not a little.
0: Yeah. So that's great that you're willing to take that on for some people who maybe it's not their strong point, but they have an audience is waiting that like their audience is yes. waiting for them, you know?
1: I mean, again, I, I have people slide into my DMs every day that have hundreds of thousands of followers that are in this creator economy. They're in this age of going viral where TikTok can blow you up in a matter of days. Like Instagram, if you do it right, if you hit it big. I had a girl that slid into my DMs the other day that had a video hit 54 million people. Like those, yeah, jaw drop. I, that's not even a real number. I can't count that high.
0: <laughs> wow! 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 Fifty-four
1: million people. She brought in fifty k within the weekend. I don't even know, honestly. I can't even tell you why this video went viral. I literally looked at it. I was like, I don't. I, I don't get it. <laughs> but she didn't know what to do. That's the kind of person that I'm like. Come, come here. Let's figure this out for you.
0: I love that. So where do you? see this going for like in, in regards to i mean besides negotiating deals and partnerships what do you hope more people will find for their path and being a creative online
1: oh i think the impact of all of it is the potential is just so huge for speaking gigs for uh, just so many business initiatives we want to create these personal brands for these people i don't want you just to be an influencer i want you to have your own business initiative after this in some way somehow i don't care if you don't know what it is quite yet like if that's building branded charcuterie boards that's building branded charcuterie boards if that is a you know coffee table book like that's a coffee table book, whatever that is. The possibilities are truly endless. But with the ability to go viral, with all of that new, new, new that we have at our fingertips, there is so much space for these average, everyday people that have this superpower to be our celebrities. Uh, you don't, you it, don't need to be on TV anymore to be known by so many people.
0: Isn't that amazing? I, I, who was it yesterday? I was talking. I saw some video. It was a celebrity who was talking about how when you really think about how easy it was to, you know, if you wanted to be famous in the 1950s, you just needed to be in a movie or be on one of three networks, right? <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like you can be famous in a in a market, you know, in a, on TikTok and people who aren't on TikTok don't know who you are, but you can make a ton of money. Oh my God, money. there
1: is... There are a couple creators and these these are the ones that I just like, (laughs) I eat up that this is a niche. There is a girl on TikTok who blew up during the pandemic for taking videos of her driving through the drive through and ordering her coffee every single day. And every single day she would say something along the lines of like, just make me something that's inspired by me or like make me something that's inspired by the weather or like something like that. Like, give me something creative. You make it, you decide. But that was the value that she was sharing. These Starbucks orders. That's it. You don't need to be a college professor. You can do that. There's another girl. Oh, this one also drives me insane. Um, that went viral for she literally like taste tests candy. She eats candy in every video. That's it. That's it. On TikTok. On TikTok. Wow. Like, you're neat your niche doesn't i'm gonna just
0: yeah this is to
1: (laughs) to the world your niche doesn't need to be a college lecture
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean isn't that it's just incredible to think about how we can overthink this and yes i have like a i have a client right now who she's so hung up on the numbers and it's just such a hard thing to get her to to realize like she's listening to all of the things and watching all the things and trying to figure out how to like kind of hack her growth. And that's Ugh, the... there's
1: so much, I hate that there's so much noise on the reels tab right now.
0: And I'm just like, girl, you have an audience. Just talk to them. Yeah. Just serve them. Talk to yeah. them. Ask them what they want. Look at what they, what they're asking for and serve them on a deep, deep, deep personal level. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that, that social media can separate us a little bit from the human connection, because we can get so caught up in the content part that we forget that we're doing this for people, not an algorithm.
1: Right. Right. So people you, yeah. rule the algorithm. <laughs> it's a machine. It's a machine. We forget like all of yeah, I agree. I totally agree. All of this hacking the algorithm just like really Pains me in a specific way.
0: (laughs) So, what are your requirements for a client? So, if you let's say you you want to work with a client that you're going to take on for your agency, and you, I'm sure you don't most likely want to believe in their brand and believe in what their message is or their mission, of course. But then you say, okay, I'm going to take you on. In order for me to take you on as a client, you have to do what?
1: Right. So. It also, right now we are very much a boutique agency. We only have, we have a handful of clients. They are power players. I love them. Um, But the reason that we have this small group is because all of these people have so many other big hopes and dreams other than just, I wanna be an influencer. It's not, I wanna go viral and I never wanna work a day in my life. Like that's not it they want to be speakers they want to make an impact they want to run their own businesses they want to do so many other things that serve others and that's exactly what we want we just brought on a new client who um lost a huge amount of weight and she i think it was 300 pounds she had like a skin removal surgery um after it all and she blew up on uh instagram as this whole journey progressed so what she really wants to do in her hopes and dreams biggest hopes and dreams is just be this motivational speaker do go do the go do the speaking events where she can make a difference where she can reach those people that don't know what they're doing that don't know what to do she did all of this without any kind of like surgery or before she lost the weight without surgery mm-hmm, so yeah. He wants to show people that, yes, you can be healthy. Yes, we can be body positive and, you know, live your life. Um, and there are other people out here to help you out with it. You're not alone, essentially. So that kind of messaging is like just makes my heart sing that you want to help people, serve people, make a difference.
0: I love that. I think you're serving such an amazing community of people. Your your website's called Millennial Escape. Mm-hmm. where where did that title come from
1: you know what <laughs> when i first started i told you i wanted to talk about travel so i was like you know what i have the travel background what if i become a travel agent i'm just going to be a travel agent we're going to like curate like millennial worthy instagram worthy vacations for people and so i set up the name millennial escape and it's actually so funny because as i pivoted as i started with the with not just the blog but a business because the blog still doesn't exist oops it turned <laughs> into like okay i had all of these amazing passions and hobbies and whatever before but my instagram turned into a business and really what i was able to do was escape the things that brought me down i mm-hmm. i could stop using my hobbies and passions as the escape from my nine to five from you know sitting in the car at 9am sharp and dreading that walk-in i don't want anyone to feel like that it's awful so what i found in building this instagram was my escape from that dreadful day to day. and that's exactly what i want my clients to feel we have this opportunity we have this opportunity to go viral we have this opportunity to change our life in like a matter of months that's absolutely outrageous like in 90 days all of this happened from my first transition video to like building this business that's fully lucrative.
0: Yeah. And and it really came from authentically just watching you grow over the months. It came from you genuinely wanting to serve. It just came from right. you wanting to Hey, I'm good at this. And this is easy for me. Why don't I show people how to do it? And boom, here you are. You're, you have your own business you're, you're helping others, not only online, but with your agency, with your courses, I'm so inspired by everything you do. I'm so glad wow. we're now Instagram besties. <laughs> yeah.
1: It only took, it only took one really strange reel for us to be <laughs> that took like, like, I want to say like a whole month for us. to. <laughs> <all together.
0: laughs> yeah. But you know, I did get the blue wig and the blue wig made all the difference. So <laughs>
1: it really it really did i was pulling it together and i was like this is just so it's so spot on
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we have we have we have more to make i mean we really
1: is this a whole series like it might in my needs. we're gonna have to
0: figure out a little series here i think (laughs) Mm, i think it's good well how can we
1: take it a step further
0: we're gonna have to figure that out we're we're, we'll talk in the back end about that (laughs) how can people follow you where can people follow you
1: Yes, of course. Um, the most important question, come be BFFs on Instagram. My username is Harley Jordan, H-A-R-L-E-Y-Y-J-O-R-D-O-N-N. We chat about all things, eye-catching content, monetizing via Instagram and everything in between, a little pull back the curtain of what you actually need to do to monetize on this platform or really on any Platform nowadays, um, you can also find me at my website and all of those offerings at MillennialEscape.com. Like we were talking about, I just launched a wide array of DIY mini courses, so you can take what you need, whatever step you are within this journey, and give yourself a little boost to get there with with some help.
0: Brilliant! Well, I'll put all of that in the show notes uh, below the episode. And thank you, thank you, thank you for coming and chatting.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Now, if you loved this episode, make sure you go leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And please feel free to take a a screenshot and share it with your friends because the more people we have in this courageous creative community, the stronger our community grows. I want to continue to make creativity and our art, the most influential part of our world. And I know you're the first step in doing that. So take a moment, leave a review, and don't forget to check out the creativemindsetreset.com. Follow Harley on all of her platforms. Everything is down in the show notes below. And don't forget to keep being courageously creative.